Hello and welcome to On Your Mark, Get Set Review. I am Phil Gonzalez, your host for this episode, and with me are Andrew and William, the merriest of men. And today we have a great topic. It's a topic that I chose and I'm very excited about it. Before we even get to it, let's say hello to our uh, other guys here in the room. How you doing, Andrew? You know, I was doing great. And then you call me Mary, and I'm like, you know what? It's not cool, bro. <laughs> Look at your face. You're smiling so much. How are you doing, William? I'm doing uh, very well. How are you, Phil? I am so great. I am really hyped to talk about this subject tonight. I am so excited. Oh, my that makes goodness. One of us. What? That makes one of us. Oh, no, 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 no. I have got stacks of facts. Stacks of facts <laughs> about a little boy, a little boy in the woods. By the name of Deer Boy, the dearest of boys. <laughs> Is this a like a half half deer, half boy, or no? Cyborg? He's a boy. He's kind of stuck. Like he, yeah, he he leapt into our world and he accidentally materialized in a deer. So sort of like oh. a Howard the Duck situation. Sort of how if Howard the Duck materialized <laughs> in a deer, yes. If he materialized inside Jeffrey Jones. Oh no! Mm. No, nope. no, no, we're not going no. there. We're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch that little gag. Wants to touch I Jones really want to. Though. <laughs> nope. Nope. Because it's not funny. It's not funny anymore. That's old news. Well, we've got new things going on. We've got new things Jones going news? on like a little deer boy. A little deer boy I want to talk about tonight. Well, what's uh, the name of this deer boy? The name of this deer boy is Bambi the Deer. And that's our topic for tonight. Walt Disney's Bambi. Bambi? Bambi. You guys ever Bambi. heard of it? I've, uh, I've seen Bambi too. <laughs> you started with the you started with the midquill. Well, yeah, is Wait, that a midquill? Are there it, successive it Bambi films? It it takes place in between the death of Bambi's mother and the very next scene. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's him mourning for an hour and a half. It is not him mourning for an hour and a half because it's about it's about him being raised by a single father. Oh no! I wish I was kidding. It's about his relationship with his father and how his father keeps the death of his mother from him until a dramatic point in the movie. Mm. So wait, I think Bambi would figure it out in the movie. He pretty much tells him in the movie. It's like, hey, your mom's gone. He's like, you're not not ever going to see your mother again. She's gone. And then in Bambi 2, it's like, oh yeah, well, because she moved away to live with her sisters or something. She she never really liked you. (laughs) She told me it was all your fault. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, in the sequel, the father is voiced by the one, the only, Patrick Stewart. What? Yeah, they dragged his sorry ass into a recording booth for a direct-to-video Disney sequel. It was the last Disney film ever released on VHS. Interesting. Yeah, Bambi 2. Uh, but so that's, Bambi. you know, that's all water under the bridge. We don't even like to talk about Bambi 2 anymore. What we like to talk about is Bambi the one. Uno. Uh-huh. Walt Disney's Bambi. Uh, little mid-war film from the Walt Disney Company. So did you guys actually sit down and watch it, or are you just going to talk crap about it? I watched it. Did I you? sat down and I watched just, this. I watched uh, it and had my phone Not but the whole yesterday. Time. I think Andrew watched it? it today. I watched it one hour ago. I finished it. <laughs> had you guys ever seen it before? I possibly have seen parts of it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, this was uh, definitely part of my childhood. We had Bambi on VHS, uh, among other uh, classic Disney films of the era. Um, yeah. I, I definitely watched it uh, many times as a child. This had Did, no effect on my childhood. But it's famous. Like, it's, it, you know what you're getting into when you get into it. Bambi. Like, there's no, like, like you know, there's like, it's kind of like trying to watch Empire, like, today. Empire of the Sun? Empire of the Andy Warhol movie that's just a shot (laughs) of the Empire State Building for 24 hours. You know what you're getting into. (laughs) It's like trying to watch Empire Strikes Back. There's no no big surprise at the end when the big reveal happens. Yeah, he has a new hand. Yeah, (laughs) you see Bambi's new hand. (laughs) When they see that they replaced his hoof with a human hand. (laughs) And then he goes part man and he goes, Bambi, you're part monster now because man is a real monster. And he screams, I should never have been given the power of grip. 
Because that's one thing a deer should never and have. And he looks at his he hand goes, again. Yeah. He goes, I have become deaf to destroy our worlds. <laughs> and he's just grabbing things with his human hand that deer should never have been able to grab. And at the end, he picks up a gun. Yeah. And you hear a gunshot as the screen goes black. Right. <laughs> what, does he Finally. shoot himself? <laughs> <laughs> he shoots that owl. That uh, owl had but, a big problem. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen Bambi since I was very young. I was happy to revisit it. Um, I actually I came out of this with, I'd say, a newfound appreciation now that yeah. I'm able to uh, appreciate the aesthetic uh, value of it. This is probably, I mean, one of the most beautiful Disney movies, um, animated Disney movies. Oh, baby, is it ever. Uh, it <laughs> is. It definitely it, is. I, I hadn't seen it in years, and then I watched it a couple of weeks ago with my, my youngest. Because it was on, and she wanted to see it. And uh, I was really struck by how just what a it, – it's basically a movie all about tone and just the the, the like, changing a lot of, of the feelings. seasons. What? The changing of the seasons. Seasons, yep. I think it has like, a, like only about a thousand words of dialogue in it, like all told. Hmm. It's most, well, mostly it's just, only an hour, yeah. basically almost an hour and ten minute movie, so that could help yeah. too. But you can cram a lot of dialogue into an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, if Tarantino had written it. Yeah, throw this Kevin sure. in there. Just, David it's chock full mm-hmm. of garbage. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yes. Well, like, yeah, this movie does not have, you know, a great amount of dialogue. It's, uh, I think, reminds me most of Fantasia. And at least was trying to kind of get at this. I'm not sure if it was a great vision of Walt Disney's or something, but there was a sort of kind of unifying of like animation and music as opposed to animation and oh, like, yeah, you the know, music a narrative. Oh, it really was. Uh, no, it really was. Uh, maybe and it will fry up because those musics were beautiful. Yeah. Frank Churchill, who was one of the composers of it, he was nominated for an Academy Award. He'd done like a bu- like all of Disney films like leading up to this point, And he killed mm. himself before the movie was released. What? Oh, yeah. That's he shot grim. himself. Yeah, and I guess it was because like this rumor went around that Disney wasn't happy with his work, and so he like that led to it. But in reality, he was like battling depression, and I guess like a couple of his musician friends had recently died, so mm. he took his own life. So it was like he was nominated for a couple of posthumous Academy Awards after this, like for score and for best original song. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. Pretty dark for a pretty dark movie called Bambi. <laughs> I. I, I, I this is a grim thought, but I am picturing him shooting himself, and instead of like a gunshot, you hear like a crash of cymbals, like in the movie. By the way, that I thought you were going to say he kills lightning. himself, and then his like kid is like, "Father, father," <laughs> and then you see his mother like looming in the background, She's like your father is not going to be able to take care of you anymore. But it's really <laughs> jarring in the movie when you see the lightning, and it's just clash of cymbals. Yeah, oh, that was interesting. No, it's a gorgeous film, and it's one of those movies that I kind of wish that like more animated films but kind of like you kind of see it in like i don't know i want to i want to say like miyazaki's movies where they're more willing to like just sort of take the time yeah and let very very calm movie yeah but and like just let the scene like be what it is like without a whole lot of explanation or talking like Mm -hmm. it's about it's about interaction it's about facial expressions it's about characters just sort of being in the same scene together like totoro yeah, like like Porco Rosso. You ever heard of it? You fucking American dingbats. <laughs> that one with the with the tanukis and their giant testicles. Oh <laughs> yeah, give me some. It's of like that, that one. What is that one called? Pompoco. Oh yeah, yeah. I was reading and I was there's like an hour and a half long making of Bambi on YouTube, uh, hosted by John Lasseter, of course. Um, and they talk a lot about some of the stuff, like because you know this is based on a novel, and so Disney had mm-hmm. wanted to make it, and uh, a filmmaker had been, like, MGM had been trying to adapt it. And my favorite thing is on the on the Wikipedia entry, it says that the MGM was trying to adapt it, and finally they said, "quote After years of experimentation, they decided it was too difficult." And I was like, "After mm-hmm. years of it, like, what experimentation were they doing to try to get a deer story?" Like, were they yeah, like string- they're like making Bambi puppets or right, 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 like or like teamed up with a stringing live deer up? Like it's, it's not working. In the sea. We've tried so many Bambi. Bambi experiments, and we cannot get it to work. So yeah, they gave it to Disney, and uh, 
But uh, they were showing like all these storyboards of like scenes that they kept trying to add with like wacky characters, like whack the wacky character like of the grasshoppers and like the wacky like squirrel who was going to be like oh. Bambi's friend. And there was a like really they kept weird adding to add where uh, Bambi steps on an anthill and you see all the destruction in the anthill. Like that seems really jarring and weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they and they yeah. If you see these if you see these storyboards, they show them in the special. You're like, oh my god. Like, like just in case you didn't get. Like the 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 theme of the movie, like they wanted to like show it to you, like everyone causes death. Like I just couldn't imagine like why they would keep going down this. It reminds me of like in, when MGM was adapting a uh, Wizard of Oz, and they had all those like subplots about like, oh, the Wicked Witch also has like a son who wants to be the king of Oz and wants to marry Dorothy, and there was going like and like finally in the at the end they just cut it all back to the novel again. It's like, like keep, keep it simple, just, stupid. God damn. Yeah, and this movie keeps it simple, like keeps it pretty basic it's basically just um, almost i would say six characters all together yep well actually made seven you got the l you got bambi thumper flower bambi's mom bambi's dad and uh Feline. bambi's main squeeze yeah yeah and uh the the enemy the enemy dear rano now oh, that yeah. <laughs> he had a name rano yeah I know, that, I know that because that's his name in the book. By the and way, that his, fight was my favorite scene in the movie. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, they really go awesome at it. Looking. I was, did not expect that. I'm like, what is this? There's that scene, that moment where Bambi like suddenly goes wild. He like shakes his head and then he's suddenly a real deer. Like all of a sudden the animation style kind of changes and he looks uh-huh. like a real deer and he just goes for it. There's also the like strange uh, dream sequence he has where he's in the meadow. Oh, yeah. And he, and he suddenly hops around. When he first realizes, like when he first is in the dream sequence, it looks like it could have been animated yesterday. Like there's just this this modern modern style to it, to to the movement of the characters. And I wanted to say that this was kind of the movie that like they studied for several years. Like they studied animals to see like how mm-hmm. they moved, oh, and that really had never sense. been done before. Like no one had ever done that for animation. And if you see, like if you look at, to me, it almost looks like the owl character, like friend owl, okay. is this throwback to the old style of animation. Like he has this look mm-hmm. and this movement that looks like the old silly symphonies, Disney yeah. animal characters. And then you have Bambi and Thumper and the other, and the young characters who look like this new modern style of animation. And in a way it's almost this, I want to believe that's intentional. Like we're saying, these are the old characters. This is the new world that we're like being born the into. Old school. Never kicking it. New school. Yep. Well, yep. It would be interesting to uh, figure out just who exactly uh, was assigned the animation for the different characters to see if, you know, perhaps they were older um, veterans or, or newer types. But I think uh, at the time they were all the same <laughs> like age. Yeah. Like, I, think- I mean, it was definitely like back in this time, you, you had people working on, you know, all the Disney films that were basically the inventors of the art. Um, yeah. At least the the real pioneers. In terms of uh, character animation, the uh, well, was, but yeah, it's very impressive how like all the the deer are animated and how you would like animate something that doesn't have like yeah, hands and have very lanky legs. And uh, oh yeah, it, 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 they 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 studied infant faces, like the expressions of infants, Fucking to uh, babies to yeah to get like how to to how to animate. And then they sort of combined that with the realistic work they had done on the animals to like create this new kind of animation where realistic moving animals could ex- emote like human beings. And I found mm-hmm. that like that's that was like it, it had never been done. like it had honestly like never been done. Like let's move an animal as as it moves, but give it the emotions of a human being and let it talk. This was a and, good um, movie. What? <laughs> this was a good movie. <laughs> it is surprisingly good. Like, so, like I hadn't watched. Like I said, I hadn't watched it in a long time, and I went back with my kid, and she was enamored of it. Like, she wants to watch it all the time. Like, not bored. Like, there's not songs all the time. There's not jokes and like wackiness, uh-huh. but it really holds a kid's attention. It's funny because the as I was reading the reviews at the time, were not particularly kind, no. and they thought no. that. Uh, <laughs> They thought that Disney was uh, doing away with like a the fantasy. It was kind of getting away from the whole fairy tale thing that they were kind of stuck with doing for yeah. so many pictures. It's it's just funny that that would like stick. You know, not that it's realistic exactly, but right, um, right. Like it's oh, just like real life. All these animals talking to each other. What bullshit! 
Boo! <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> Where's our fairy a... godmothers? <laughs> yeah, very odd reasoning. I'm not not sure. I guess they had a, a fantasy itch that they really want to get scratched. I guess it's fun. I guess when you're the only ones in town, like everyone kind of wants you to do what they want you to do. Like no mm-hmm. one else is putting out animated movies. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the Russians. Yeah. Bringing some weird shit to us. And it was the middle of the war. So like, I guess like, oh, you think people would whine less. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You not have, are you not entertained? <laughs> I guess they had to like scrap 15 minutes of, of footage they were going to do because of like the war. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have like the money and the resources to like produce 15 extra minutes. So the movie ended up being as long as it is. I don't know what Perfect they were going to pacing. Maybe those ants. Get those uh, ants really, in there. I'd really be annoyed if they had the ant scene in it. It seems so weird and jarring in the movie. <laughs> like all of a sudden, baby just steps in, just like you just see like all these ants fucking exploding out of nowhere. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> a lot of screaming, a lot of mothers holding their <laughs> yeah, dying and children. And you see baby yeah. kick the thing down again <laughs> accidentally. And then the ant like steps on a mound of like mites, and then it cuts <laughs> yeah. even further down. Like these the little microscopic. Start- Stepping on microbes. <laughs> right, right, right. It <laughs> never it ends. It's a never-ending cycle of death, kids. And then Jiminy Cricket comes out and sings, I'm no fool. Don't sorry. <laughs> um, but what, I wanted to talk about Flower, the character of Flower, mm-hmm. the skunk. Um, because the somewhat face skunk. The face skunk. My, uh, my daughter has like a Disney like storybook of Bambi from like the 1970s, um, the like, I Can Read books. And... They refer to Flower explicitly as she throughout the book. They're like, and then Flower came up and she blah, blah, blah. And she did this. And I, huh. I was like, that, that's weird. Like, I, I remembered Flower being a he. Yeah, he's a dude, isn't he? And so I went back when I finally watched the movie again. I was like, no, no, that's a, that's a guy. But they make, he's, I want to say he's coded as, he's almost coded gay. Like in the old Hollywood style of like, this is how we portray a gay character. Mm-hmm. Um, by giving him like the sort of like, fluttery eyelashes and like the the more effeminate movements yeah mm-hmm. and i was almost dis- i was disappointed uh during the springtime sequence though when they had him like fall head over heels for a woman because mm-hmm. i kind of wish they just sort of kept that like are you like it was weird because then he's like if he's i'm confused so the <laughs> book calls him a she right no my, my my kid's little disney storybook calls him a she yeah that adaptation. yeah and, and the movie calls him a he. Maybe some subtext we're missing here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I guess <laughs> they they were trying to communicate communicate a message of the uh, uh, transformative power of uh, uh, con- converting the um, <clears throat> uh, homosexuals uh, to heterosexuality. I guess. Like when Powerful I was a nature kid. Attraction. When I was a kid, like to me, Flower was this amazing character. Like I'm being totally honest. Like I thought. I thought that Flower was like, he was that he was that kid in your like in like the group of neighborhood friends, who was like the sensitive kid, who was a, maybe a little more effeminate, but so you didn't. You're saying you strongly identified with this character, but I'm saying like he's the kid you didn't pick on. Like there were the kids like who would get picked on, but you didn't pick but on a Flower. Pick on too, right? Like he was, he was just one of the guys. Like he could act how he wanted to act. He could be how he wanted to be. And it, within your group, you didn't pick on Flower. And I always liked that as a kid. I was like, yeah, he can be what he can be the way he wants to be. He, he wants to be pretty. He wants to bat his eyelashes at Bambi. Like, that's fine. Like, he's a good, he's a good role model for kids. He's a good little yeah. kid. He's got spunk. But then they like, because like, Thumper's like, the, like the, the sort of like wisecracking kid. Mm-hmm. And Bambi's the, I don't know what Bambi is. He's the kid who can barely talk, he's falls the Vince down a lot. Group. He's the what? He's the Vince the of the group. Sure. (laughs) Flower is sort of the, I would say the E of the group. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Thumper is the the drama. No, Thumper's the turtle of the group. (laughs) Talking about Thumper. And Bambi's dad is the drama of the group because he's old. I'm gonna start a podcast called Talking About Thumper, and it's gonna cover only things that Thumper has appeared in. So Bambi, by the way. Bambi two. What'd you say? Thumper is amazing. That guy had never acted before and didn't act after that. Mm. The baby kid just, or the grown-ass man? Who played Thumper? Yeah. The kid. That kid was fucking gold. Yeah. They said that he, was the, they said that he showed up in the, at the auditions. There were all these other kids. 
And he did his line. Like the other kids were like, oh, he's not very good at walking, is he? And then this kid gets up there and he's like, he's not very good at walking, is he? And they all <laughs> hated him except for the <laughs> animators. The animators were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Get that kid back up here. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they saw gold. They saw gold. And they were like, he couldn't memorize like more than two words at a time. So they had to like feed him every line. So there's a scene where, uh, where the mother says like, what did your father say about, you know, about that? And he says, if you can't say something nice about someone, and there's this long pause and Thumper like mm-hmm. looks and he's like, don't say nothing at all. That was, a, that was the real pause. Wow. They were saying that, that was the, that was the, they were interviewing the filmmakers and they were like, that was the actual pause where the kid forgot his line and had to stop and think. And they were like, just keep it, keep it. That like that's dumb. gold. And then the kid who played Bambi ended up becoming a uh, uh, a uh, a career in the. He was a, a Marine for twenty five years. Hmm. Uh, he was a career military guy. He never told any of the guys that he was the kid who played Bambi. <laughs> sure, because he was because he was like, man, you don't want to get you don't want to get the nickname Bambi, like the first name the first day in the the first day you're there. If you get called Bambi, like that's it, that's it. So he 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 and then like but then he was like but then later in his life he felt ashamed for having like denied that part of his childhood because he was part of this like beautiful thing so now he's like very he well i don't know if he's still alive but at the time of the interview he was like very he's very open about it he wants everyone to know that he was bambi because he hid it for so long i'm bambi everyone i'm bambi <laughs> you guys know i'm bambi yeah i'm bambi uh he's speaking of the still living um the uh the art Walt director Disney. or the uh I'm not exactly sure what his role was. He was like the artistic director or something of the film. And he was a Chinese-born uh, oh, yeah. artist. His name is Tyrus Wong. And he was responsible for the look of all the backgrounds and the kind of lush uh, nature paintings and stuff. Magnifique. And uh, What was that? Magnifique. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. So he was like all responsible for that. He's like 106 years old and he's still alive. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, really? Yeah. The spirit of Bambi flows through him. Yep. He's had to kill so many people to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like, because when they first started bringing in artwork for the backgrounds, it was too busy. And it was his artwork that was like, he taught him how to like focus a painting so everyone looks where they want right. you to look. And that had never been done before, which is why like the outside of the image has very little detail. Yeah, it's very focused uh, on the center. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the the opening tracking shot through the woods, where you can see like the different levels of depth, was the first mm-hmm. time anyone had done that in animation. Like where you could like things were moving at different rates of of speed to show mm-hmm. you how far away everything was. Like that had never been done before. Like people yeah, talk they about call that like the multi-plane camera or yep. something. Yeah. yeah. If people talk about Disney, like I don't know, like say what you will about Disney himself. Like the guy was dedicated to like advancing. Like Lucas is oh, always yeah. saying, like, oh, I'm done. I, I really want to just advance like the technology and the art and create. But like Disney was like, no, I want to advance the art, like the art, not just the technology, but like what the art can do to convey like messages and images and story, like telling mm-hmm. it in different ways. And also big parks. You like the big parks. <laughs> I've been to those parks, and they're great. Yeah. So let's you talk got Disney about Disney stuff, parks. Though. Let's go. Best ride at Disney? <laughs> uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. No. Yes. Star Tours, the new edition. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Like right. Indiana Jones. No. The best ride is Star Tours special edition. Because you get to ride with Jar Jar Binks now. <laughs> Like the actual, like the actual actor. Yeah, he is on the ride all the time. So he has no more jobs. Yep, he gets to hang out there. He gets to ride as many times as he wants. And he goes, yeah, Misa going crazy. Do the voice. Do the voice. Uh, so yeah. Do you think people know the name Ahmed best enough to approach, you know, hear his name and say, "Oh yeah, you were Jar Jar Banks." Ahmed. 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 Unless he's changed his name. Do you think he hangs with Jar Jar Binks? Do you think he hangs out with Jake Lloyd? <laughs> yeah, they, get, they, they get together and drink. Yeah, but I guess like Ahmed at least got work through like all three films. And I'm pretty sure he's been doing like the TV shows because does he do the TV shows? Is that him? It has to be him. What else is he doing? 
Yeah, I guess. Like, it's like uh, paycheck. <laughs> thank you. He's like, I got too much going on. <laughs> Sorry. That's my uh, find someone else. Yeah, that's my Ahmed best not doing Jar Jar. That's your best voice. Ahmed best. <laughs> hey everybody, it's me, Ahmed best. I wanted to talk a little bit about the original novel of Bambi. Please. I understand it's quite different. It's weird. Uh, like, you keep hearing, like, the novel's a lot darker. Like, that's what they keep saying. Mm. And I'd always thought, like, oh, they're just saying that in the way people say. I always say, like, oh, fairy tales were a lot darker. Like, they just had a little bit more violence or whatever. But mm. I got, if you'll bear with me, I've got a couple of passages I want to read. Oh, just yes, to give please. you, a, you, to give you an idea of what this, this novel was like. Uh, Phil, this, do you want any music to accompany you when reading these? Do you have something gentle? Yeah, I'll, I'll have something gentle. All right. Give me one second. And of course, my phone crashes. We'll edit this part out. Hopefully, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting my reading voice on. Is, this, is that what you read to your kids with? Yes. We can get a very special peer into that uh, very treasured experience, I'm sure. Well, just so you, uh, just to, this is, you know, in oh, the, in the it, movie. Got you got it? Yeah. Well, in the movie, they have, uh, like, they do the winter sequence. Uh-huh. And it's pretty dark. Like, you could get it, you get an idea that the winter is not a happy time for any of the animals. So, this is uh-huh. the chapter, this is also the chapter where uh, Bambi's mom gets killed. So it's the chapter about the winter, and it's also the chapter about the death of Bambi's mom. This is a couple of little passages from it, just so you get an idea of how the, what angle the novel takes about these animals' lives. So, friend Hare is kind of the kind of the thumper character. He's kind of the old the friend owl character, but he's also the thumper character. He's a, a, a hare that the animals kind of know. So, it was silent in the woods, but something horrible happened every day. Once. The crows fell upon friend Hare's small son who was lying sick and killed him in a cruel way. He could be heard moaning pitifully for a long time. Friend Hare was not at home, and when he heard the sad news, he was beside himself with grief. Another time, the squirrel raced about with a great wound in his neck where the ferret had caught him. By a miracle, the squirrel had escaped. He could not talk because of the pain, but he ran up and down the branches. Everyone could see him. He ran like mad. From time to time he stopped, sat down, raised his forepaws desperately, and clutched his head in terror and agony while the red blood oozed on his white chest. He ran about for an hour, then suddenly crumpled up, fell across a branch and dropped dead in the snow. A couple of magpies flew down at once and began their meal. So that's kind of, it has like five (laughs) examples of this. Where, like, a fox tears a pheasant to pieces, and it goes into detail about the brutality of the fox. And uh, so it goes on like that for a while. And then the men, who are referred to as he, like, capital H, like God. Sort of like uh, Ayn Rand's uh, anthem. Kind of. But uh, God is very explicitly, like, I mean, man is very explicitly God in this book. Like, the, the deer get into these conversations about, like, why is why is he so cruel to us? Like all he does is like they get in these arguments. Like all he does is kill us, and they're like, no, no, no. One day, he will come into the forest and live with us in peace. And they're like, you're a fool <laughs> to believe that. You're a fool. He will only ever kill us. And like they get in these like huge like arguments about the nature of he. And uh, so there's a scene in the movie where the pheasants are all like freaking out, and there's the one who's like, the I gotta go. One. I gotta fly. I gotta fly. I gotta fly. And she flies off, and she gets shot. All right. Mm-hmm. that's in the book um, but it goes on for much longer with this pheasant like flipping out when he enters the forest but I wanted to get to the part where uh, where Bambi's mom actually actually cacks it in the uh, in the book do you want me to get uh, some music for that what you want me to get some music ready for that yes yes okay so He has come into the forest. All the animals have freaked out. There's a deer called Gobo who's who's too weak to run. Um, there's several other deers. Rano is one of them. Um, have you seen my mother? Asked Bambi. No, answered Rano evasively and walked quickly away. Later during the night, Bambi met with old Netla with Feline, and all three were delighted to meet him. 
Have you seen my mother? asked Bambi. No, Feline answered. I don't even know where my own mother is. And then later on, they're talking, and uh, Bambi's aunt's son, Bambi's cousin, has disappeared. And uh, they're mourning the loss of Gobo, the son. And uh, she was silent. Then Bambi asked despondently, Aunt Aina, have you seen my mother? No, answered Aunt Aina gently. Bambi never saw his mother again. And that was the that was the death of Bambi's mother. He doesn't see it happen in the book, just like in the movie. It sort of happens off to his periphery when he's flipping out. But I'll say that this chapter, the chapter of the book where the where the hunt occurs and Bambi loses his mom, is and I'm not exaggerating, literally as tense as the opening sequence of Saving Private Ryan. Oh, shit. <laughs> like I was shaky and sweaty by the time I ended it. It's that like that horrific. Like all the animals like entering this panic state and then this like weird like every man for himself state and then like watching their like friends get like slaughtered next to them and like not knowing how to react because these sort of characters you followed throughout the book mm-hmm. and like how they like lose their minds and kind of flip out and run and then they get shot down by these unseen like assailants it's when you hear that the novel of Bambi is a lot darker than the movie of Bambi they're really not exaggerating <laughs> by the way I have one question to ask you yeah was the aunt's son's daughter's name Gobot? <laughs> Gobot the Gobot the deer wasn't as popular as Bambi. <laughs> he was a lot cheaper, but your mom would probably buy you one if you were at Walgreens. It's like a me- the mega blocks of Bambi. Exactly, a little cheaper, but they're pretty much compatible with. It transforms into a motorcycle. <laughs> transforms into a deer. It transforms into a dead deer. Bambi. Uh, but I guess so, it's monster of all. The uh, there are fair, I mean, you know, one of the hallmarks of the Disney animated pictures are that <clears throat> the main character will like lose a parent or both parents or something. Now, is this the first or only Disney movie in which the character loses a parent, and we can uh, probably logically assume that that parent is eaten? <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah. Well, well I guess, what happens him to up on the wall? What? what? They could be putting Bambi's mom up on the wall or something, mounting her up. Well, I don't think they'd waste all that, you know, venison inside within Bambi's mother. And what about a? Well, what happens to Mufasa? You assume that he gets eaten by something. Probably the wildebeest. Wildebeests? That's what runs him uh, over. <laughs> yeah, but like, won't like the hyenas come and like eat his dead body eventually? Well, the hyenas will. Listen. Yeah, there's probably a stupid movie. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, you don't see like a grave digger, like gazelle, like <laughs> yeah, burying the body. Uh, here we go, never one for the, never one for the graveyard. Yeah, the hilarious grave digger scene from uh from Lion King. <laughs> it was a weird ten minute diversion where he keeps stumbling, putting the body in. He keeps putting it in the wrong place. It's like a silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps putting it in the wrong hole. <laughs> You're putting it in the wrong hole. That's not what you told me last night. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's this horrible scene. Hey, Why did they put not, this in? Get it out of there. Put it in the wrong hole. All right, then. All right. I'm putting it in another hole. And then like, there's this long Tim Rice song called Putting It In The Hole. I think you're confusing. Kid, I think it's a Nick Cave song. <laughs> kids are bored and crying. Yeah, I remember The Lion King. <laughs> it's the kids need a, a moment of a traumatization. I mean, there's a there's a a stupid internet theory that Gaston from Beauty and the Beast was the hunter. Fuck off! <laughs> because you see you see a, a deer that's clearly designed after Bambi's mother. Like they use the same like I don't know deer deer design <laughs> like, for course. his dead deer. Like you see him carrying a dead deer. It's an animation joke. That's it. It's not yeah, like yeah. So, so like, like there's this. Like Extensive like, theory let me, that Gaston went out and hunted hunted Bambi's mom. It's like the animators are not thinking like, oh yeah, you know, it'd be great. Let's write this into the story. He's killed Bambi's mom. Well, not to mention the fact that these deer are clearly not French. Yeah, they have an American <laughs> accent. They have American accents. Uh, I, I was having a, well, I would not call it quite a debate, but I was contributing to a conversation about... Uh, fan theories uh, are we all in agreement that fan theories are all 
horrible. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are Thank literally you. the worst thing on the internet. I love them. Like, there's a dumb I mean, Pixar theory that every movie's connected. Like, you have to read so much to prove that theory. It, well, I, I mean, I don't put any stock in them, but I appreciate yeah. a good, like, fan wank. I appreciate a good, like, wow, this person put a lot of, like, time into this. Yeah, I, know, I feel I like when sad. you when you kind of bridge the gap between, like, oh, well, that, that seems like a reasonable interpretation. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, if you take the Room 237 approach and have all these dumb people in the room together and talk about their dumb theories... It's yes. going to make a great movie, because that stuff is hilarious. Because <laughs> the greatest part, Room 237, is that one guy who's obsessed with the sexual connotations of The Shining, and there's a part in the movie where uh, they freeze The Shining, and he points to an imaginary boner, on the <laughs> and he's convinced that Stanley Kubrick was making a great joke here, and it's the fucking dumbest person on earth. My favorite is the is the is the fake moon landing references. That's oh my god, that guy's amazing too. That that's just incredible. Like, if you did some, why would you make a whole movie? I don't understand. Like, making a movie is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, just making a movie to like secretly reveal to the world that you did X Y Z. Like, that's a tough. That's a really hard assignment. Like, because you got to get a bunch of people on board with you. To be honest, I'm like, just faking a moon landing was is hard enough. <laughs> to be honest, I'm probably gonna rewatch Room Two Thirty Seven right now because that movie is really funny. Ooh, you, you could it uh, recommend it. It's no. <laughs> hey. Actually, maybe I will. Yeah. So uh, that's spoiler. Alert. It's gonna be recommend my recommendation because I forgot my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bambi, good movie. So Bambi. Yeah, flop when it came out. No one saw it. No it one so liked weird. it. It's so crazy to think about it. It like was short like four hundred thousand dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, but like well, when, it, when you look at, when you look at Disney box office, like I think every Disney movie until like The Little Mermaid was a flop when yeah. it came out. Like they're all bombs until until mm-hmm. the late eighties. Like no one cared. Like no one saw them until like. But movies would also get re released and re released over yeah, and over again. Like it was a different. Yeah. What? That's where he gets the Bafo Bo from. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was like a huge success, right? But then, yeah, uh, from then on, it was all like garbage, bomb after bomb, just like garbage, absolute arms. garbage. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, was it Fantasia like movies. a huge bomb? Yeah, it was a huge bomb. Fantasia. Oh yeah, that was such a disappointment. Well, Box he kept trying to like push the envelope, asshole. and nobody cared. Like he kept trying to do different things, and people were like, mm, "We just want to see happy princesses." We're in the midst of a war. We're in a war. I also think it's funny that he made Bambi, like, which is very much like he's making propaganda films. He's making movies that are like Donald Donald Duck kills Hirohito. Uh, Donald and Duck kills like, a Nazi, which is one of the funniest things. Yeah, but then on the other side, he's making Bambi, which is like killing things with guns is bad. Like, mm-hmm. let's sympathize with the characters who are being hunted by guns. And then also like making a movie that's like let's go let's go hunt some people with our guns. Let's go get the... them Japs. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean Disney. He was a complicated guy. Like I guess he had a lot of he like he money, really wanted he to make this movie. Make like this was a big fans. deal for him. He had his hands in like every single aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he felt about Donald Duck versus Hirohito. He probably loved it. He's like more probably. more. He kept throwing money at it. Well, he's, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, you get the impression that he was, you know, pretty into the war effort. I mean, they made like yeah. the, mm, oh, I can't remember what it is. There's like a series of like animated uh, propaganda films, uh, yeah, Duck is Victor, Victory by Air, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was, you know, it seems like he was a very uh, America, uh, a, pa- <laughs> a patriotic type He's very uh, American to the guy. American he has all that stuff. Uh, Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking what's the one with all the presidents' place that no one goes to? Hall of Presidents. Yeah, but they have a whole a name for the area. President Land. <laughs> yeah, President Land. <laughs> Democracyville. <laughs> ah, come take a ride in Lincoln's death car. I'm so upset <laughs> they never built that awesome ride. Uh, I think it was called Southern Trail Expedition. And basically, it's basically what Splash Mountain turned into. 
Oh, really? And they had like all of us. It's basically a trip for the old west in the boat, and it sounded so awesome. Aww. And of course, I got canceled because too much money. And Disney died, so. And too controversial. Did not care. Like, eh, fuck that. More. Fuck that. Make something else. God damn it. They should make one that's like. Like the real old west. Yeah, just kind like of boring. <laughs> a lot of politics. Where you get like. You go into boat. And you get into the climatic scene where Al Swerton's getting his uh, kidney stones removed. And then it's like you're zooming into his uh, urethra and watching the <laughs> climatic scene get pulled out. And then you go down the slide and you hear his scream. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lack of urethras in Disney World. Like interactive, at least. Yeah, you, you, you could touch the walls and you could hear him scream. <laughs> Well, I'd say at, at Disney World on any given day, there are plenty of interactive urethras, but it was not <laughs> uh, perhaps appropriate. What are you doing at Disney? <laughs> I, guess, I guess by definition, all urethras are interactive. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's the like, first 3D interactive urethra. Hmm? Is the, first the, very fa- the very fact that they exist in our dimension makes all urethras 3D well, this is the and interactive. Because you have smell included. <laughs> you had what? Smell included. Was it part of the uh, Home on the Range ride? Do you remember Home on the Range? Yeah, great movie. Rosie O'Donnell and... Rosie, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. That was, Dis- that was like Disney's fuck you to the world. Like, <laughs> you're not going to watch our cell animated movies. You didn't you see Treasure this- Planet, assholes. Thanks a lot. Yeah, here's your shitty film. This is a terrible movie, and it's a. Ter- I won. I won a copy of Home on the Range on in D- on DVD uh, through some internet contest. That's the saddest like, thing to win. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, sweet, a Disney movie!" And it arrived, and I think we watched it once, and then it went back on the shelf. Still- There's no Disney Infinity's character of Home on the Range. <laughs> is there a Disney Infinity character of anyone from Frederick Planet or Atlantis? Milo, uh, <laughs> not not a field of which I have any knowledge. <laughs> By the way, Atlantis uh, Last Empire, great movie. Yes. Treasure Planet, good movie. Yeah, pretty good, good movie. Isn't that the one with Martin Short? Yeah, that's the, yeah. probably the worst use of Martin. Short. <laughs> he makes the, he makes everything good. He makes everything good. No, no, not that. Movie. He could put Martin Short in Gone with the Wind, and it would finally be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Gone with the Wind, Speaking the little girl Short. who played the little girl who played Feline was also in Gone with the Wind, and it's the those are the only two movies she ever did. Uh, she voiced Feline, and she was a little girl in Gone with the Wind, and then she just quit acting. Like she just went on with her life. Like she's like, and hey, she, I said what I needed to say. It, she's very happy with the legacy she has. She said, can you imagine only doing two movies in your life and it's two classics like this? Mm. Mm. Think about what we've done with our lives. Yeah, I've had yeah, I, I can't imagine that because my life has been such a disappointment. <laughs> I know. I certainly haven't been in a movie about deer or a movie that romanticizes the... Confederacy. Confederacy. Well, you are on a podcast and we have covered one of those. We can move on to the other. Anyway, let me say, speaking of Martin Short, you know what's great? Glick. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Glick. Jimmy Glick. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Glick so much. Yeah, it's great. It's super funny. Let's recommend Glick. The Go movie, for it. Which is pretty funny, because also Martin Short plays uh, David Lynch, which is also very funny. How old is he now? David Lynch or Martin Short? Martin Short. 90. Is he an old man? Like, is he literally an old man now? Hey, he's turned he Charles just... Grodin. Well, I know Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin's always kind of been an old man. He's yeah. even older now. He looked near death on Louis. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's like, he's knocking heaven's door. He's like, F- fucking fat man talking about love. God damn it, I'm a dentist. <laughs> Martin Short is 65. How old is Charles Grodin? Charles Grodin is infinite. Or something. <laughs> Charles uh, Grodin is 80. How old no. is... Uh, what's his name? The actor. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, Brad Pitt. 
Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad like Pitt's do, older than you think. I like to do an impersonation of Brad Pitt and uh, Bambi. Give me a second. Okay. Let me get in character. Alright, Bambi. Uh your mother's gone. <sighs> so uh, I'm gonna take you under my wing, Bambi, okay? Let's you know, head out on the trail, alright? End scene. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Brad Pitt is seventy two. Is he? No, he's not. He's fifty one years old. Fifty one years old. Young. young. Years young. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Hey, is he really 51 years old? He is 51 years old. He's like weird owl. Old. Anyway, yeah, all Bambi, of your, great movie. All of your heroes are growing old. Yeah. Bambi, great movie. Bambi is a great movie. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say that in case you guys disagree with me. Bambi is a great movie. How many dead mothers would you give this out of 10? Oh, my God, out of 10? Oh How many God. rotting dead mother corpses would you give this out of 10? Uh, does he have to go out and kill all the dead mothers himself? <laughs> yeah, you do. But can they be of any species? No. Or do they, they have, have to be human? Oh. I bet he killed a bunch of dead ant mothers <laughs> in that edited scene. <laughs> and you just hear, Mother! Mother, where are you? Mother! <laughs> They're a hive well, I mean, in any, in any colony, there's really only going to be one mother, so... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, I don't judge... <laughs> yeah, all lifestyles are okay with us. If That's you wanna okay. It's fine. Just have one I give mother. Bambi a solid nine dead mothers out of ten. So how many uh, how many uh, dead mothers would you give it? Will I? I would also give it nine dead mothers out of ten. I guess if pressed. Phil, I would give it nine dead mothers out of. I'll give it nine point five dead mothers. I give it nine dead mothers, and then the upper half. We almost got nine nine nine. And yeah, almost 99.5 you know out of 10. I'm going to do 9.5. I'm going to do 9.5 because... Because you always got to be one perfect. up on us. I do. You I like do. To play by Just the, look at me. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, I was embarrassed myself. You like to play by the daily, the Drew Carey show rules. I couldn't even understand uh, what you just said. Whose lines it anyway rules? No. Um, or or the Price is Right rules. That one. Or just the Drew Carey show. The Drew Carey show. You play like Mimi Rogers. Yeah, I was going to say, Drew Carey show rules were like, shut up and listen to Drew Carey. He was a Marine too, just like Bambi. That's right. Don't tell anybody you're Drew Carey. That nickname will follow you around for the rest of your 25-year Marine career. All right, so let's move on. Hey listeners, if you want to contact us at On Your Market Set Review, you can find us at onyourmarketsetreview.wordpress.com, email us at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our Facebook page, interact with your favorite contestants, and give us the most scathing flames that we truly deserve. You can also find us on iTunes. Now, back to the show. Is there like a quiz show on this show? Yes, stupid. Don't I ask a question? Well, first of all, we have to get to recommendations first. Oh. Well, what are your recommend as host of this episode? My next the next segment is recommendations. What are you guys' recommendations? Andrew, why don't you go first? I I'll cede my time to Will first. Uh, my recommendation uh, this week is a little movie that came out last year, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and it's not the best no. movie of last year, no. Under the Skin, but rather a movie I like to call Lucy. Oh, my God. I want to watch Under the Skin again. <laughs> that movie's spooky. That's your recommendation spooky. is Lucy? Yes. Not the story of Lucy Van Pelt from Peanuts, as played by Scarlett uh, Johansson. <laughs> nor uh, Wait, Lucy, what? the uh, large uh, T-Rex skeleton. Lucy, <laughs> is Scarlett Johansson playing Lucy in the Peanuts movie? No, but now you want me. You want me to make her. You want me to make her do it. Yeah, please ask her. I know she's your. Wife. I will. Okay, go back. All right. Let's go. Your, yeah. My recommendation is uh, Room Two Three Seven. 
Oh. Very funny movie about fucking dumb people saying fucking <laughs> dumb, stupid things about The Shining. If you like comedy, you'll love this. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great pitch. I Do I have Andy to make a recommendation? Her. No. No, you to. are the quiz master. Okay, thank God. Billy, the quiz master general. All right, so are we done with recommendations? Yes! All right. Did you know that Bill Nye the Science Guy is on Netflix? Yep. Yes. Right. I've already added it to my All right. list. That was my first quiz question, so Andrew gets a point. <laughs> One point, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, here, here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, who's keeping track of who wins? You! I am. God. You're the host. Damn it. I thought, well, as as host... You would think that this the petty business would be like Science beneath you, me because you're petty. You're the host. We, and if you want to get some kind of intern, you are free to do so. But perhaps before we start recording, unpaid. I should have thought this through. Like okay, I just pulled up Microsoft Word so I could keep track of this. Jesus. I have an A and a W for users' names. A and W root beer, great root beer. Mm. And a great place to get a burger. Sounds refreshing. All right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, question number one, and this is for Andrew. All right. Directed questions. You come across a small deer in the woods, and it is obviously distraught and upset about something. You say, I'm sorry, little deer, that you are crying. What is the problem? And it says to you, I cannot find my mother. My mother, I, I don't, where is my mother? I don't know where my mother is. Please, will you help me find my mother? The question is, where... Did this deer come from? A, it is a demon that has possessed a regular deer and is trying to lure you in to a false sense of security before it leaps into your body. B, it is from a parallel universe of super intelligent of deer where the deer are the super intelligent species and humans are naked creatures running through the woods being hunted by deer or C, it is the product of an experiment in our world where deer have been given the power of speech but uh, this one escaped and doesn't realize that its mother was killed as part of the government's ongoing experimentation uh, on intelligent deer. Which one do you think it is, Andrew? Well, as you all know, I'm deeply religious. I grew up in the South, y'all, so the answer is obviously A. The deer is clearly trying to infiltrate my soul, and Satan ain't getting none of this action. You gotta wine and dine me before you get my soul. The answer is A. Right. You were absolutely correct. That is your second point. Ooh, baby. One and one. All one right, one. William. For the gold. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> There's no gold. <laughs> Silver metal. I was looking forward to the gold. <laughs> Walt Disney approaches you in an alley and says, Hey, man, I heard you wrote a book about a talking animal. Uh, I'm really, I'm really hurting. I'm really hurting. And it would do me some good. Oh. It would do me really good if you just give me the rights to your book. I, uh, I really, uh, I guess I gotta get, I guess gotta get some of it. I just gotta get some of it in me. I gotta get the rights to your book in me. I just want to hold on to them for decades. I just want to hold on to those rights for decades, man. Hey, don't worry, man. I'll give you something back. You get something back, your kids, man. Your kids will get a lot of money from this. Uh, what do you say, man? What do you say? What do you say to Walt Disney in that situation? Uh, is this a, not a multiple choice question? <laughs> it's not a multiple choice. This is fill in the blank. Uh, uh, well, um, I mean, I would probably want to protect the uh, the integrity of uh, my work, um, uh, but I do like money, uh, so I would probably say yes, even though they're somewhere down the line going to be uh some some rights issues as is uh the norm for for the disney company and their aggressive pursuit of expanding copyright uh but right. uh i'm gonna say yes all right it's sure actually man. a trick it's actually a trick question um you wouldn't actually have the option to say no 
you would your oh, your wow. publishing company would have would have handed over the rights uh, uh, regardless. But because you agreed to give uh, this poor man the rights to your book, I'm going to give you a half a point for that. <laughs> um, you should have called he, he out. He was fact, in need of help. You should have called out the fact that it was it was an impossible situation. Uh, but but I'm going to give you half of it because of your generosity to to the man to the Walt Disney. All right. The next question goes I mean, to what Andrew. What can I say? Andrew. I'm an enabler. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the animated TV series uh, Animaniacs, there was a Bambi parody. Uh, what was the name of the deer in the Bambi parody? Was it Bimbo, Bambo, or Bumbo, or Bumby? Is this a fill in a blank option? It's one of the four. Do I have to choose those four? One of the four. Is there like an E option? All of the above? E is none of the above. Is that an option? That's one of the options. Okay. So then there's five options. You said there was four before. Now there's five because there is an E. And the E is none of the above. What's F? F is uh, go fuck yourself. I kind of want to be now. I'm sorry, that was really rude. Um, F is, F is. I'm sorry, I didn't watch Animaniacs as a children's show for babies. Well, I'll, I agree with F, but I'm not going to choose it. I don't watch oh, baby shows okay. for babies. I watch adult shows like uh, True Blood, Dexter. <laughs> heard of them? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say D for D's nuts. D for what? D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is you were actually right. The uh, the 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 parody was called Bumby, uh, the dearest deer, where Slappy the squirrel took her nephew to see Bumby in the movie theater. Traumatized the kid. He got traumatized, and so Slappy had to take him to meet the actress who played Bambi's mom to show him that it was just a movie. Classic. And the slappy. two act. What? Classic Slappy bit. And they ended up just talking a lot of. A lot of shit about other Hollywood actors while <laughs> while the, the nephew sat there bored, um, and then at the end the joke is then she takes him to see Old Yeller. <laughs> Do you get it? Everyone dies because death. All right. Uh, final question for William, and then we'll go into uh, and then we'll go into the lightning round for William. Uh, here's the big question: uh, in the sequel to the novel Bambi, A Life in the Woods, uh, which is called Bambi's uh, Children. What are the names of Bambi's children? Uh, I'm going to give this to you as a multiple uh, choice. So hold on. I just lost my piece of paper that had this written on it. Uh, talk, 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 talk right now while I'm looking for this. Talk, talk about something. Talk. Watermelon, watermelon, rhubarb, 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 watermelon, rhubarb. All right, all right. Here we go. All right. What are the names? Because at the end of Bambi, Bambi's girlfriend, Feline, because they're not wife, because they do not have marriage in Deerland. uh, Mm. Bambi's girlfriend has twins. What are the twins' names? Is it A, Gino? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hey, Gino. Hey, Gino walking here. Is it Gino and Gurry? Is it Bino and Burry? Is it Felino and Fury? Or is it Zeno and Zuri? Uh, God. Okay, what was the second one again? Bino and Bury. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. No, you're so wrong. It's Gino. <laughs> Man, that's, that's why I laughed. Kabagoo. Hey, walk in here. <laughs> All right. Here we go for the lightning round. Are we ready? Yeah, sure. I don't have a question for the lightning round. I don't have a question. Uh, we're symbols, symbols, crashing symbols, lightning. Yeah, yeah it's a... Thunderbolt. Uh, what? How... How much did you cry? How much did you cry during the death scene? Go. Zero. Both of you. 
uh, I, there, there was a slight uh, twinge of mist in my eye, but I do not think it formed. I watched quite the scene, then I went tear. back to my phone. All right, here we go. And the results are Andrew has two points. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Somehow William has 2.5. <laughs> That's not how it I works. Did. You fucker. I don't understand how I did this. It's just a. <laughs> I think someone hacked one the of rules the, here. Yeah, one of the p- more nebulous uh, uh, games in the history of uh, <laughs> the program. I, wrote, I don't know how I wrote that down wrong. So you meant Will has 1.5 and I have 2. Thank you. I'll take my trophy now. Okay. Andrew wins. And so now you guys have to watch whatever his show is. Uh, you Movie. chose Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Oh, man. I'm excited. What are we doing? So you have to watch I really the- don't think Daniel Tiger came to life until uh, Mr. Rogers died and they're able to animate him without uh, being tied down to the Mr. Rogers mythos. You're making a really common error. Daniel Tiger in Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is not Daniel from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He is what? the son... He is the son of the tiger from Daniel from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, who is named not Daniel Tiger in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He is named Daniel Striped Tiger. Daniel Striped Tiger is the father. Daniel Tiger is the son. Also, Lady Lane Fairchild is married in a mixed race marriage and has a mixed race daughter because this is Obama's America. PBS for you, commies. I just wanted you guys to know that I have a small child. I watch a lot of these shows, including Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. The Goonies. The Goonies? Yeah. The Boonies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the Goonies. That's a different thing. Yeah, the Boonies. Well, you guys did really well on my quiz. I won. <laughs> yeah. I went you again. You guys did really well. It was, it was, I feel like there's a lot of Disney podcasts out there. Like a lot. Too many. Like, if you ask me too many there's so many disney podcasts oh, out there i've listened to several of them this is the best one. Oh yeah uh, have you listened you, to you our guys, uh, you, classic disney episode where we went to universal studios what uh, yeah that, uh, that's not a disney episode that is universal studios it is adjacent yeah it's right there. Do, you, do, you, do you remember the episode of mickey mouse's the house of mouse where they went to universal studios and they just egged it. They just egged everything. Well, there's a really funny story, actually, where uh, Mickey, uh, not Mickey Mouse himself, uh, Michael Eisner. <laughs> Hit the real there was uh, like a children's hospital who had painted Mickey Mouse on a oh, right, right. Uh, mural. And Michael Eisner and family decided, like, hey, get this shit off the wall. We don't want that. And your studio is like, hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. You know what you can put up there? You can put the Flintstones up there. You can put the Jetsons. Put whatever you want on there. And then they got the yeah, yeah. city to kiss I, me for that. I got a stencil for you. It has a picture of the troll in Central Park. You, you think you think Don Blue's gonna come after you? You think he has the you think he has the pockets to come after you? you that guy that guy couldn't gumption? sue that guy couldn't sue a clinic. He couldn't sue a neighborhood doctor. I, I I will take you I will take you guys down. You so much you so much as whisper Mickey Mouse's name in this place. I will I will tear you apart. I will take every single kid who comes into your hospital. I will kill them myself. I will rip their little heads off. I'm Michael fucking eyes now. Have you seen me on TV? I'm Uncle Mikey. Everyone calls me Uncle Mikey. You watch the Disney Sunday movie. You watch you watch the Cannaville Ghost. You watch the Cannaville Ghost Part Two. That's me. That's all fucking me. You think. You think you think I'm not long for this world? I'm here for fucking ever. I'm Michael fucking Eisner. He's got a fucking Mickey knockoff throw. I'll fucking throw him through the fucking wall. I've been waiting to do that impression for a long time. <laughs> it's a great James Gandolfini, Michael Eisner. God, that would have been friend. a great biopic. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so good. My so friend, so many God. missed opportunities Shut with up. the passing. I have of something funny to James. say. My friend Shut Eric up. has the best impersonation of him for. Uh, where the wild things are, where he goes, he's not the king, I'll throw him through the fucking wall. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend in college who went to, uh, who grew up, who knew Michael Eisner's, one of his kids, like they were the same age. Did he know Michael Eisner's kid, Breck Eisner, director of uh, that Matthew McConaughey movie that bombed like crazy? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know which kid it was because he only ever said like, he was like peripheral friends, but he got invited to like birthday parties. Hmm. So they would go to like birthday parties like in the Eisner compound and it would be like compound like yeah it was like full size like 
we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch a new movie. Like a new movie had just come out, and so they'd watch it like at the house because it'd be like in a full size movie theater, like on the Eisner compound. I like it sounds like there's armed guards. It's like the Corleone compound. That's what I'm imagining I hope so. right now. We have armed guards out there. Yeah, hell yeah! It's like a like a Mexican like drug drug kingpin. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, you kids watch? You fucking watching Bambo or something? <laughs> That's before my time. You're only allowed to. You know, you're only allowed to watch Disney movies under my watch. You got some Black Cauldron here. <laughs> I got you some Great Mouse Detective. I got your rescue. you rescue. You watching Rescuers? No, you gotta watch the Rescuers Down Under. You little shits. <laughs> hey, you want to fucking Lyson. watch? What was that movie they made in the seventies? Uh, Robin Hood. Stone. No, that was like late sixties, wasn't it? Robin Hood, or like early seventies. Uh, greatest American hero, great American athlete. What did they make it? Black Cauldron was like either early eighties. That was the that was early eighties. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. Uh, Fucking my condolences. I saw it in the theater. I went to Disney World right after I saw that. It was all Black Cauldron, like <laughs> everything. I had the, I got the Black Cauldron storybook. I wanted a stuffed gurgi. Like oh, I was no. the kid. I was like the target market. I was the perfect. Age. I saw that in the theater. I saw uh, Santa Claus the movie in the theater around Black the same Cole time. In the theaters. Like the, I saw so much shit in the movie theater because because I was that age. I was like the, I was like the target age. Have you seen the Black Hole? I've never been able to make it all the way through. Neither have I. I haven't watched it yet. So that sounds terrible. It's, it's a terror. It's very violent too. Like it's extremely horrific near the end. I've Maybe seen the ending. Maybe you should do black hole from a recommendation instead of bring you on for next week. You're gonna do the black hole? No, I'm not that fucking crazy. Oh come on! <laughs> Everyone wants I, to I've see never, the black I'd hole. I'd like to watch it at some point. Eventually. Maybe you could do it for next week, Will, and lose again. To me. <laughs> it's an incredibly flawed film. I know for a fact because I've never been able to get all the way through it. I've sat all the way through Pete's Dragon though, and that movie's eight hours long. Oh, that's right. That movie exists. <laughs> yep. All right. Now what? Are we good? Are we done? Are we done? We good? We good. We good here? So what's your dad All right. like? <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah. You got some, uh, some, some trauma issues in your past. You making any bones with your gigs? Got to plug something? What about your other podcasts? Oh, yeah. I got a great podcast called Talking About Turtle. You want to stop shot for Entourage Slop? Uh, if you like Entourage and you like Slop, Get on it. Are you on Twitter or anything? Hell no. I'm a grown man. All right. William, <laughs> William, what do you have? Uh, tune in next week uh, for yeah. On Your Market State Review, the only podcast on, on which I am a, a guest or a, a host that I ever appear, really. And uh, listen to uh, Talking About Turtle. Awesome. Well, yeah. And you can find me, uh, Phil Gonzalez, on uh, I have a podcast, Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast, where I cover, I am covering all the Berenstain Bear books in chronological order, one at a time. Uh, it's on uh, iTunes, uh, and you can also uh, find it on Twitter at Bstain Bearcast. So, Bstain? Bstain. <laughs> I've personally listened to the podcast, and I have to say, very good stuff. I learned Thank a lot. Thank you very much. I very much oh. liked it. I like my notes. I like to take notes and, and say facts. I've noticed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, are we I done? Are we, we done? Good are here? we done? All right. And done. Lock the gates. Lock the gates.